0: Oh, yeah, man, how you doing? On, you good? Good. I know you like that. Yeah, I know
1: you like that. when this beat drop, I know they going lean. they I know they going fame.
0: Everything Mississippi to the Palm Spring, Girls from back, down you know like the guys, welcome on back in the heated agreement uh good news baseball's back we made it to opening day bad news it's not quite the way we expected but we're going to go ahead and give you a preview anyways we have a special guest with us today uh woody finally contributed to the show and used a college connection to get us a great guest for today heath you want to kind of tell us about yourself your background and uh and kind of just give us a rundown of what you bring to the table
1: yeah so i'm heath i went to a&m um big sports guy so happy to be on the on the podcast to talk about some baseball that's always been my favorite sport um i wrote a book recently about texas a&m baseball uh where i got to experience what it's like being inside of a dugout in a big time college baseball team for a&m and uh, so that was a a great experience so i guess you can call me a baseball expert is what i would like to be called but that's right
0: more more than us that's for sure what uh what's the name of your book
1: all It Takes is Everything You've Got, is the title. Um, a, a Season Inside One of College Baseball's Best Programs. And uh, it's a heck of a ride. I know, I know Woody just read it.
2: Yep, just finished it.
0: So how, how did you get into that little gig there?
1: Well, I, I had experience writing for the student newspaper and uh, a website called tex And so I had built relationships with the players and coaches. And then it kind of just bridged into the book my senior year. And I asked him if I could do it, and they said yes. And it was a great time.
0: So I got a question because I um, I don't have quite the connections you do with the A and M baseball, but I uh, I worked in kids club over at Forest Ridge on the south side of College Station, and that's actually where Coach Childress' son went to elementary school at. And I was wondering if you ran in the max at all while you were over there.
1: No, I, I mean I met him, but he and cause he goes to the games yeah. uh, sometimes if he can because he's also a player. Uh, oh, he's, I guess guess he's not in fourth grade anymore. He's in high school now. Uh, <laughs> oh I'm so old. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I didn't talk to him much. He was in the. He he goes to the he goes to the dugout sometimes, and he was actually at the regional uh, in Morgantown too. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah.
0: So Sweet. what? Uh, what's your opinion on Coach Childress? Oh, love him. Yeah, I think love he's him. great, dude. He's, he's even got the Coach
2: dude. Childress mustache going on. I mean, look oh, yeah. at him. Come on. Mrs.
0: This is a
1: tribute to Chief. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they haven't had the uh, deep runs in the postseason that we all want, uh, but I still think he's a great coach and a great guy. Yeah.
2: Yep. I don't think you're going to find much argument here. So, That's good. I mean, we... it's, it's
3: hard to it's hard to put too much blame on a guy for you know how things go in a in a you know a double elimination tournament bracket for a a game a sport that you play. 45 50 game season you know
1: it's right
2: That's the way baseball works and i mean it happens when you look at the consistency of the program we're right there with any program in the nation i mean a couple balls haven't bounced our way we obviously had the best team in baseball in in the nation in 2016 it just didn't work out a lot of stuff happens
0: woody was that you we were talking to maybe it was my dad i don't remember nope it was me about who is the uh, greatest team to never make a College World Series?
2: It's the 2016 Aggies.
0: Or is it the 8680 whatever year that was?
2: I think the 2016 Aggies is the best a and baseball well, team. I, I wanted to bounce it off of
0: Heath. I know I talked to you about it, Woody, but I was wondering if you had an opinion on that.
2: Yeah, I would agree. At
1: 2016, they had 13 guys get drafted. Um, if you were to build a college baseball team, you might give them one more elite starter, but I'm not sure you could add much to the 2016 team. They had a good rotation, amazing offense, uh, per, almost a perfect bullpen. And even – got to remember Man. Ryan Unix didn't even pitch good that year. Yeah, um, and they were still great. Um, they, they checked off all the boxes. They had speed. They had good defense, great hitting, some power. Um, nothing much more you can add, I don't think. Right.
2: And that so, team so was so So, what stacked. season
3: –
1: what season were you following in the dugout with the team and writing the book about? What season uh, was it? 2019. In? So okay. the, la- the last full season of
3: Texas
2: AM <laughs> baseball.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Was that the right. one where I'm at the golf course and I get a phone call from Woody and he's like, "You gotta turn this shit on."
2: I was like, "Dude, what the was heck, it when golf? Bryce Blom hit the block off Grand Slam?" I'm
0: pretty sure that's the game because I had gotten mad and I just left and went and played nine holes of golf. And he calls me and I'm watching. I'm just I'm people are driving up to me. I'm like, "Play through, play through." I'm sitting there holding it on my phone, watching it in my cart, and oh I my couldn't God. Love that crap. Shot the yeah, best was- round of golf after that, surprisingly, for how unfocused I was. But. Yeah, so we were down
1: by like eight or nine runs. They, they took us off ESPN. You can only watch it on the, on the mobile app, I believe. Yep. Um, ESPN was sleeping on us, but Logan Foster hit a grand slam and then scored four more runs in the last inning, and, and Blom walked it off. So, you know, I, I think that was definitely a climax. Yeah,
2: um, no kidding. Crazy,
1: crazy comeback, and it was cool to be right there. At the, I was literally standing at the bat rack uh, as all those guys walked to the plate.
2: That's oh, awesome. Wow. What, uh, that's awesome. So, so then
0: what 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 was the deal? Do you think they were just emotionally drained going into that next game? Or did, did we just kind of run into a wall?
1: it's um, a good question. Um, they just, for whatever reason, I think they were drained because, you know, they had to play 30 minutes later after mm-hmm. that. Um, and they'd already had a long game because that game had a rain delay. Yeah. So, they've been – but, you know, I just think they didn't hit. They didn't hit enough. That was kind of baseball. the story. Of the, they had a story. That was the story of the year for them. Um, oh, yeah. They didn't, didn't hit. They wasted a couple of uh, minutes scoring position, if I remember correctly, and uh, had a heck of a pitching performance by Chandler Joe's walk. Um, yeah. But just yeah. didn't get it done. It's baseball.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: I'm just so curious. Before we get into the preseason, into the season preview and everything, what what was your favorite part about writing the book? you had to pick one what was your favorite part or favorite part of the book or anything like that
1: just being in the dugout for every for every game uh yeah you know i played in high school i guess pretty competitively with like select travel ball um but it was just so awesome to to be in the dugout and listen to those guys because yeah you see them on tv but at the end of the day they're just like the baseball players you played with in high school like what they talk about the stuff they say, dude, and, and Coach Childer says the funniest shit to the, <laughs> to the umpires. Dude, to the umpires, that may have been the best part.
2: Yeah. Um, and,
1: and really, the players kind of talk trash sometimes, too. And so just hearing all that from, a, from that perspective uh, was something that, you know, you could never imagine doing.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of got a little bit of an inside uh, scoop on what that's like because my girlfriend was actually working in the nutrition department for a and Baseball. Uh, for two years, uh, 17 and 18. Okay. So, um, she came up with Shoemaker and foster and Blake and all those guys and knew all about them, you know? Oh, there <laughs> she is right now. Look at her. I have, a question about for you. You.
0: I have a question for you, Woody. What? How come everybody else in our friend group is saying fiance and you're still over there saying girlfriend?
2: Hey, don't worry about that. I'm working on it. All right.
0: <laughs> hey, take us off speaker. We want to talk to her real quick about it. <laughs>
3: no,
2: um, <laughs> But yeah, it was so I got a little bit of an insight on that, and it was kind of interesting to hear about the personalities you thought they had, and maybe the personalities they actually had. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm sure you understand that as well.
1: Yeah, well, you know, the, the book doesn't go into too much uh, personal stuff. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I gotta keep that.
2: Yeah. Keep oh that, yeah, so for man. sure. Keep that private. So, hey, Woody,
1: Woody, why don't you say uh, why you liked uh, reading the book?
2: Huh? Okay. Um, honestly, honestly, I think it was, I liked reading the book because it gave a perspective that I'd never read before. Right. Yeah. So, and I think that's what you were trying to go for. right? Right. And, you know, you can, you have all of the, like mics on the players in the MLB and the mics on the NFL players and all this stuff. And you can kind of hear about and read about all that stuff. But college baseball, as you know, is not nearly as written about or right. followed as these, uh-huh. big, as these other big sports, even as uh, college football, right? I mean, we know all about Jimbo Fisher's post-game speeches and all this stuff. We don't get that with college baseball. So to get that perspective from somebody behind the lines yeah. it was really cool. It really was.
1: Yep.
3: Good to hear. So uh where can we where can we find your book
2: yeah, to yeah, you purchase?
3: Can, yeah,
2: go to uh
1: HeathClary dot com uh would be the best place. You can learn more about it. Um or like Andrew, you can get it on Amazon. Yeah, I
2: to. messed up. That's all good. Uh but <laughs> if,
1: you want, if you want the ebook too, it's on Amazon.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh but HeathClary dot com.
0: So does uh sure. Amazon Take a Cut, I'm guessing or
1: they they do take a bigger cut than you know Heathclary com I get right <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: right right I'm just I figured yeah. that was the case so I uh, I realized you had a uh, website after the fact but
0: but the, the problem is is some
1: uh, some UT guy clown went in and left a bad review on Amazon so it, it's tanking the tanking the ratings
2: ah oh, well we got to fix that uh, what, was, what was it is was
1: basically off of
3: I hate A&M and I'm a Texas fan, basically.
1: Well, it, said, it just said interesting book about like a mediocre program or something. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: <laughs> okay. He that's wasn't even of, commenting I'm, on the I'm book. I'm sorry, but that's kind of <laughs>
1: – But it was – and he left a one star. What the uh, fuck? And I'm he like, wasn't dude. even
2: interested in the book. He yeah. wasn't even well, talking he's... about the book.
1: Well, yeah, I don't know. And and then all the people that I know, like most of the people bought it through the web through the website, so they can't leave a review on Amazon. So like right. you know, just tanking it. And I tried to report it to Amazon, but they never took
0: it off. So it is what I it got is. you.
2: I'll take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll write a review right after this.
0: Who uh, who was the best, like funniest all, all around like the biggest character on in the team that year? like he, you know, character like funny like however you like their character was just like something else
1: i'd say that my favorite character was and it wasn't cuz he was funny it was cuz he was so intense would be doc um, I can see um the pitcher yeah he 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 definitely was like crazy intense when he pitched he got really he got really mad usually like at the uh, other team just to kind of pump himself up and it was fun to watch him
3: Who's yeah, that guy?
2: Kind of like a, uh Nolan Hoffman. That's right? who it was. I yeah. couldn't
0: remember his name. He used to punch himself on the mound. No, that yeah. one. yeah, he punched himself once, right? Yeah, yeah he, did. he like suck himself up, yeah. Well they call him Psycho. That's his nickname. Yeah. Psycho. Oh, that's um, not surprising.
2: Um so talk a little bit. A and M just had their uh highest draft pick ever. Talk a little bit about Ace Lacy, what you think made him the fourth overall pick in the draft. Yeah,
1: so Asa is the guy who his freshman year, he pitched a little bit and he showed promise, but he only had two pitches. He threw the fastball probably 92-93 with a good, really good changeup. That's always been his best pitch. Um, and then just over the summer, he developed his curveball. Uh, he went to pitch in the Alaska League and, and really developed his uh, curveball. Um, and then now, and now he throws a slider and he added kind of a cutter too. So he's a guy who's very high IQ baseball is what people need to know about him. Like he watches film of like Kershaw and Bauer, whatever he can. He just kind of, you know, soaks up a lot of information and whatever to help him better, be better. And so he's always trying to improve. He's always trying to be great. And, and now he throws like 98. So that always yeah, helps. Yeah, um, yeah. And he's so big and strong too. You know he's probably what two two twenty now and uh, 3 Yeah, so he's just got a great body for a pitcher. Plus he's left handed, um, and he throws all four pitches really good. So he's a guy who I think could he could probably pitch in the out of a major league bullpen right now. Um, but you know after a couple years of seasoning or maybe one year of seasoning he's going to be really good.
2: Yeah, I. It was really cool to watch, uh, watch him really progress in his career. I remember watching him in the SEC tournament and him taking that no hitter deep into the game, and he was just some young freshman throwing everything he Is had at it. Was that the him.
0: one going against uh, Casey Mize?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, Is that, that was that he, hell no, of that was Docs, right? That was
0: that was Docs. Oh, that was
2: Docs. But uh, but Ace, as a freshman, got the call because we were out of pitching, and yep. it was really cool to watch that. But he was just throwing. He wasn't pitching yet. And being able to watch him progress into that just dominant, dominant pitcher was really cool to watch. So,
1: And he's rich, he's rich, he's rich now too.
2: He is a very rich man now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> um, all right, anything else you want to add on Aggie baseball before we get into the MLB season?
1: I mean, it's, it, another thing that was just really cool was that just all the talent that was on that team, so, you had Shoemaker was a first-rounder,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Lacey first-rounder, Deloach second-rounder, Doc Sackis second-rounder, Roa second-rounder, uh, Casey Kallick fourth-rounder. So, although they didn't go to Omaha, it was still a, a hell of a team, I thought, and a lot of talent and also good pitchers that Rob Childers keeps developing. I think yeah, he's yeah. one of the best at that. Yeah.
2: I mean, the, the guys you rattled off, look, I mean, what, three of the four were uh, pitchers right I mean yeah and a guy like Casey Callick getting drafted in the fourth who the hell would have thought that happens
1: yeah after being in junior college so and, and Childress doesn't always get the the highest recruited pitchers but he just has a knack for developing them and yep. uh that's what you know and I just love coach Childress as well so just a huge Aggie baseball fan as it sounds like y'all are and I can't wait till next year
2: yeah I, I do have one more question I got about one Aggie baseball two. I
0: got one after you too
2: okay all right, all right. Jonathan Childress Okay. Can we expect him to kind of take that next step next year, do you think? Because I have a lot of high hopes for Jonathan Childers coming into next year.
1: So he was actually a, a really high recruit. Yeah, he um, was. And, you know, it depends. I don't know his medical state exactly, um, but he seems to be healthy for 100%. And Especially he's 100%, after 100%.
2: another year off now.
1: Right. If, if he's 100%, he will be an ace.
3: Yeah. There's no and doubt. His was Tommy John, right? Yep. Yep. And I, mean, and he, I remember the – he looked – What's that? He looked, he looked really good before his injury. He before was in the weekend injury. rotation as a yeah, freshman. Yeah, he, he, looked, he looked very good. Wasn't so. there
0: another freshman pitcher out of that class that showed a lot of promise and got hurt? Bird's all, maybe? Uh,
1: uh, yeah, he transferred, though. Yeah, oh, okay. he's gone. Uh, okay. But, yeah, Childress – I mean, he had like a – 0.6 width in three starts uh, as a true freshman, weekend rotation. Um, and he throws nine, 94, 95 with a – he throws two, he throws a curveball and a slider very effectively. So, I, I do think he'll be probably an ace next year.
2: Yeah, I'm really excited to see him a full year out of Tommy John and just get ready to get out there and deal. It, it'll be good. Yeah. It'll be awesome. Yep. So Dorothy, I, you said you had one more.
0: Yeah, this is kind of for both of y'all, maybe all three. Uh, I follow baseball, but not really as closely as y'all do. Do you think – this is college baseball. Do you think that the way the season ended and how the scholarships turned over and every, everything going the way it did, causing a bunch of higher draft picks to come to school instead of, co- in, instead of going pro – do you think that helps a team like A and I don't I don't know what what we brought back that we would have lost to the draft, but a team like AM, so a team that's gonna have good pitching, you know that, right? But a team that might bring somebody in that's a hitter, just a natural hitter that even like a poor hitting coach, not saying that the new guy is, but that a poor hitting coach couldn't even screw up, you know? So teams that are gonna be dominant pitching because of what they have and their and their coaching staff is known for developing pitchers but sometimes they de- struggle to develop hitters. I feel like programs like that might have more of an advantage over the next couple of years because there might be a more dominant hitter on campus now than there wouldn't have been beforehand. Whereas a pitcher that's coming in maybe it's maybe I'm wrong but I feel like a pitcher needs more development coming through than a hitter does sometimes. When, when you're talking about high-end draft high end picks or the guys that would have been higher-end so, draft picks?
2: I was really surprised at how many high scores were actually drafted this year. Yeah. I thought teams would play it safe in a five-round draft, and quite frankly, they didn't. Right. Um, I really thought that we'd see a lot of high-end talent going to college, and teams were so, not afraid to burn one of their five picks on high scores. I mean, they really weren't. So how much of that
3: has to do with college seniors that normally they could draft in the, the mid rounds and then have they, those seniors would have zero uh, or very little bargaining power, right? Because they have to they have leave. Zero. And they, come back. they have no now they leverage. Can, now they can come back with that with the extra years. So well, yeah. how much of that had to do with it? You know, to, I'd rather draft this high school player than a college senior that's Probably I still don't
2: think they have leverage, though, because, oh, you're going to come back, go back to school, and go back to no leverage again next year? I mean, we'll just draft you again next year in the 12th round. Heath, you might have a different opinion.
1: Yeah, well, plus, I mean, they could have signed, but the max was $20,000. So, yeah. you know, those guys are going to say, okay, I'll, I'll come back next year. Hopefully we have a, a full draft. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think definitely, and A&M does have a couple of junior college hitters coming in that are going to help a lot. Uh, but the problem is is that every team got their guys back. So, right. you know, you look, at, you look at what A&M got back, well, every team – all the SEC teams are talented, and they all got their players back too. So, it's hard to say. I hope that A&M does make a jump hitting-wise, um, and I think they can, but it, it's really hard to say. And some people are saying it's going to be the most talented college baseball season ever yep. uh, just, yeah. just for that reason.
2: So, right, it'll so- be it, – It'll be interesting. It'll be really cool to watch either way, right?
0: Yeah, and the reason I brought that up is so my theory is that last – I think it was 2019 and probably this year. I don't know how it would have panned out, but A&M was top ten in the country when it came to pitching and ERA. Yep. I don't remember 2019. It might have been better than that if I remember correctly.
2: We were really good.
0: Might have been top five. But, man, we were – garbage when it came to hitting and i'm I'm wondering (laughs) how like so if you if you're already up here it's hard to like even if people are bringing studs back so are you so you're already up here but i mean the jump you're gonna take from way down here in the hitting could tell you uh, like if so if you jump from like 130 and f or in the ncaa to I don't know to the '90s over that. I feel like that could be something that puts you over the hill, maybe gets you to a super instead of a region, instead of a regional, or maybe gets you to the first round of Omaha, or just makes you a better team. And I was just curious on y'all's thought on that. So
1: yeah, no, I I see what you're saying now, and, and I think that that theory sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it's it's really hard to nobody knows. I mean, it's impossible to project. And I mean, like he said, everybody's returning talent. And honestly, people are returning a hell of a lot more talent than A&M is in the form of seniors this year. this next Right. Season. Yeah. The seniors were not what made A&M's team – what made up a team this year. There right. were seniors on the team, more seniors than you probably would like to have on the team. But those weren't the guys really contributing. The real losses are Asa Lacey, Zach Deloach – Christian Roa, those guys, the juniors that left early.
3: That's going to be the case for most of the uh, top-end teams. Most of the top teams are losing their talent every year as they're leaving as juniors to get drafted. I mean,
2: that's just how it works. Absolutely. But I will say, just looking early at it, Vanderbilt might be the most stacked baseball team on paper that I've ever seen in college baseball. They are –
0: I feel like that stacked. program that Corbin is running up there relatively was slept on for the last 10 years. And like the last five, the recruits have taken notice. They've always been recruiting. Well, but I think it's, it's almost like an Ad- Alabama thing at this point.
2: They're, they are stacked. Yeah. Next year. Hey, imagine,
0: Al- imagine Alabama having the chance to say, okay, um, well, you seniors y'all can come back if you want. And we get to add scholarships for one season. So, um uh, we can still bring in these five. Talking
3: baseball, Klazuski Campanella, talking baseball,
2: the man and Bobby Feller, the scooter, the barber, and the nuke. They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque, especially Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. Let's talk MLB. Um, Heath, let's get your quick thoughts on...
0: Well, hey, before we get going, I need to know who your team is, so I don't shit on He's
2: an Astros fan, don't worry. Okay,
0: never mind, I won't shit on them. Yeah, I like the Astros for okay, sure, we'll
2: but I like,
0: I like
1: a couple other teams. I used to be a big Cubs guy whenever I met this guy, Woody.
0: Go Cubs, go. Yeah. We like to sing go the Go Cubs, Cubs, Cubs go. Cubs, Every now and then just for hey, I'm glad you brought that up. I needed a reason to put that in this podcast, No. Go Cubs,
3: go. Go
2: Cubs, go. Hey, Chicago what do you say the Cubs are gonna win today Let's go go. Cubs go 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 Cubs go Hey Chicago what do you say the Cubs are gonna win today Pitch a man Go Cubs go, go Cubs go, go, Cubs go. go no, no 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 hey, You don't know hey, Woody, hey, so?
1: Woody don't you remember our freshman year that was when Arietta won the Cy Young
2: Yeah um, I remember
1: we were sitting in a poultry science class. Yep. While
2: Great
0: Jake
1: class, was, by
2: the way. Taught by <laughs> Mr.
0: Von Miller, basically, probably, huh? While
1: Jake Arrieta was going off, he was unconscious for like yeah.
2: three months. That, that summer stretch he had was one of the greatest stretches of pitching of all time.
3: Isn't? And then he uh, stole a bunch of money and then ran away with it, basically.
2: Uh, it's not like – the Phillies gave him like a three-year $60 million deal. I mean –
0: is that the class that you talk about, where you're sit, going in and take like a final or something, and the dude's like, "Is just po pu- pu- poetry science"?
2: That's the one, yep. Uh, <laughs> the professor refused to fail athletes. I don't know if you remember that, Heath, but the professor would not fail athletes. He said, at beginning a class one day, so
1: that
3: sounds like him. Mm-hmm. You didn't. You couldn't just pretend to be an athlete.
2: Uh, I, I don't guess, know about like,
0: Heath. I know Woody couldn't.
2: It was not an. It was not a hard class. <laughs> no, it, was, oh, it, didn't so it didn't matter. matter. Okay. Um, but anyways, um, let's get your quick thoughts on what you think a sixty-game season means. What are the implications here? I mean, we've talked about it, but I want to get your thoughts on that. And I know I've talked to you a little bit about it, so I want to hear what you have to say.
1: Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think it's going to be more interesting to watch, actually. Because um, even as a – I don't think you're going to find a bigger MLB fan than me. Maybe you, Woody. Uh, but even <laughs> even me, though, for 162 games, you're not exactly locked in for all 162 as a fan, right? Now it's 60. I think the fans, even though we can't go to the games, it's going to be more interesting to watch. The players are going to be locked in more. The managers are going to handle the bullpen differently. There's just going to be a greater sense of urgency. Uh, You might see different strategic things happen as far as being more aggressive on offense. Definitely, you're always you're maybe bringing your closer at different points in the game because you're playing like a a postseason almost. Um, And then you know the last you know it's going to be postseason baseball even sooner than usual. So I'm very excited to see what happens, and I think it's going to be fun.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. Honestly, one of the things I'm most excited for, I think is the 30-man roster at the beginning of the year. I can't wait to see all the managers manipulate and maneuver those rosters with 30 people on the team. I mean, people are going to have 17 pitchers. Yeah, We're going to see piggyback starts. We're going to see openers. We're going to see closers in the sixth. That's what I'm really excited about. I wish we would go to a 30-man roster all the time because I think it makes it that much more interesting.
3: Well, the the problem with that over 162 games is the games get longer when you have 17 pitchers you can throw. And we already know that's all they care about is cutting down the length of the game.
2: (laughs) Not anymore. Pitchers got to either complete an inning or face three batters.
3: Oh, did they pass that rule? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Wait, say it again?
2: Pitchers have to complete – have to face three batters or complete an inning before they can get pulled. Yep. So no more lefty specialists. No more lefty specialists. You you got to attack it from. No, no. That was passed before all all of COVID stuff. Oh, shit. Lefty's got to be able to attack a righty. And I I think that's another part. I mean, what's the lineup construction going to look like with some of these lefty heavy teams? There's going to be an emphasis put on being able to break them up because it ties up the manager to not be able to go lefty, lefty, lefty.
1: Right. Something that I, something I've, I think is going to happen is that if you have one or two lefties, you put like your best right-handed hitter, or maybe you stack two righties after two lefties or one yeah. lefty, so that if a lefty comes in to face your best hitter, he also has to face two good right-handed hitters right after it. Yeah. Um, so, so they're going to so, definitely tinker the lineups differently with and, that rule.
2: And you know there's going to be a scenario where there's two outs in the inning and somebody rolls the dice and throws their lefty out there to get one guy out. And then he has to face Mookie Betts after Cody Bellinger. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't get Cody Bellinger out, right? You need to get a
0: guy like Ryan Presley that just dominates lefties as well.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. We'll just get a guy like Ryan Presley. Yeah. Every every MLB team should just (laughs) get a guy like Ryan Presley. Okay. It'll make your life way easier. Yeah.
0: Sorry. I'm sorry, Cardinals suck. I can't. That's like it. saying, "Hey, you know,
2: if we got a guy like if everybody got a guy like Josh Hader, they wouldn't care about lefty-lefty matchups." You know.
0: Well, Josh Hader blew the in a, a wild card game, so.
2: Okay, that doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, hey, what happened,
1: what happened to Andrew Miller?
2: Andrew yeah, Miller I is uh, uh, yes, yes. Andrew Miller is, I I think last year, wasn't was a fluke? He No, it wasn't a fluke. He's not the pitcher he was with Cleveland. Everybody knows that. But I don't think it was indicative of the pitcher he was. His FIP was way lower. He had a ridiculous home run to fly ball rate. Obviously, that was a trend in the league because they were just juicing the balls and the balls were flying out of the yard. But I think we'll see a little bit of positive regression to the mean. I don't think he's gonna be the one point three ERA dominant guy we he was. But I think he can be a useful piece in a in a in a bullpen for sure. I mean I again, he's not what he used to be, but it doesn't mean he's useless anymore. He's still a useful piece. That slider is still legit. It didn't go anywhere overnight. Um I think he'll be all right. So
0: Heath, I, w- I was going to ask you. I, w- I was looking over it earlier. Who do you think got the best deal out of this whole rescheduling deal, and who got the uh, the short end of the stick?
1: Um, I-, I think the Astros definitely get helped because the, you know, the media storylines about the. "Quote
0: unquote" cheating scandal. We finally don't care about those. <laughs> yeah, there's no quote uh, there's no booing. Scandals. There's no booing and no uh, giant. Well, maybe they will, but I mean, I feel like the only time they'll have to face that is on the road now. So,
3: so my question is, with with this, you know, they're, they're letting teams uh, pipe in crowd noise. Are they have they solidified that that's happening? Yeah,
1: it yeah be the they're show, it. Uh, can like they
3: can they pipe in booing? Like, will we see a team pipe in booing for the
0: Astros? Because that would be amazing. I doubt they let that happen. Somebody got <laughs> booed by their own people the other day, and it was pretty damn funny.
2: There was a pretty cool. Uh, there was a funny tweet where it was a uh, it was a scrimmage game between the uh, Nats and Phillies, and Bryce Harper hit a dong shot against the Nats. And somebody tweeted out the video and piped in booze. He was like, "Just because it was at Nats Stadium." <laughs> <laughs> But I was no. talking more hey, along the lines of why, I don't know why the Nats out. I don't know
3: why the Nats would be mad Bryce Harper helped him win a World Series.
2: Oh yeah, he called <laughs>
3: that
0: shit. He did call that. I was talking more along the lines of who y'all think got the best of about the playing your own division and then the division across from you in the National League and vice. Oh, or. well
3: the, the the person that got screwed the most here is Glaber Torres because now he doesn't get to play 19 games against the Orioles. That's the yeah. real crime here. we don't don't get to see 20 home runs in 19 games or whatever
2: so speaking of that i know you're really high on the Nats this year heath um let's get your division winners and your wild card winners out of the way okay
1: um all 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 the divisions
2: yeah give them okay
1: astros for sure um that's the al west al east yankees AL Central Twins, um, NL East Nationals, I guess. Um, <laughs> NL Central. That's a tough one. I guess Brewers. Ooh,
2: really? Wait, who would you say? So
0: I think he's gonna say the Cardinals. He's say Cardinals.
2: No, no I don't know why you asked that? So the Cardinals won it last year. Let's not act like it's crazy. Um,
0: yeah. Okay.
2: I think, I think the central is going to come down between the Reds and the Cardinals. Oh, I forgot about the Reds. Yeah. Yeah, um, I like the Reds. Yeah, I, I the think
1: red. the
2: I think the, the Brewers' Reds. starting rotation is just horrendous, mm-hmm. and they have a great bullpen, but they can't. That it doesn't matter. If
0: Theoretically, the sixty-game schedule would give them more of an advantage than,
2: and it ever. will. It will. Yeah. Give
0: them a a chance to lean on it more than they would normally.
2: I think the Reds and the Cardinals will be battling for it, and the Brewers and the Cubs will be battling for third place.
3: So this has to be the closest division, I I would think. And so the Vegas Vegas win line Cardinals 32.5, Cubs 32, Reds 31.5, Brewers 31. Shit. Yeah, I mean. Tight. Uh, And then your NL West winner?
0: NL West Dodgers.
3: Uh,
2: well,
0: yeah. You got to go on record just to make sure.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's the Dodgers. Okay. Um, okay. Wild card winners.
0: How are they doing two again?
2: Two wild cards.
1: Um, so, I think I, – so, the Reds I'll take for the Central. Give me the Brewers. Sorry, Woody. Um, I'll take the Brewers and then – I don't know. I'm, I'm having a hard time. Oh, Braves.
2: So, what do you like about the Brewers?
1: They're good in postseason-type games. Um, uh, Council has shown the ability to be very creative with his bullpen. Um, I don't Actually, I don't know if they – did they lose any pitchers? I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know, Hader is a weapon. They had three or four other guys, you know, throwing high 90s out of that bullpen. And I think their starters are okay. They're not great but their starters can give you 4 or 5. I mean, who's and, their opening
2: uh, day starter?
1: Uh, Woodruff.
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> out on the Brewers starters. I think they lost Yasmani Grandal. They did. That hurts a lot. You're not replacing him with the catcher from Seattle. I don't I can't remember his name, but you're not replacing Grandal's production there. I uh, I just don't see uh, Lorenzo Kane's a year older. I, I just don't see them putting together – I mean, obviously it's a 60-game stretch. Nobody knows anything can happen in 60 games.
1: Right.
2: I just don't see it with the Brewers this year.
1: I got you. Hey, no problem.
2: Yeah. So, what's uh, your uh, – what's that?
1: AL, is that what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. How about Angels, I think. I like the Angels this year. Yep. Uh, I like Trout with Rendon and Otani back. Um, one more.
2: I like the Rays here. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Charlie Morton and Snell are yep. studs. Um, so no A's, and, and they're good in they're good in kind of clutch games, too. So,
0: yep. yeah,
1: I like, I like
3: the race. Forgot
0: about hey, that. What is the new playoff? Is there a new playoff? Nope. No, it's the
3: same. They, mm-hmm. That was part of the bargaining that they couldn't agree to. Okay. Was the owners
0: wanted 18. to put every basically every team in the playoffs. Wasn't it like three and five?
2: It was like I, three, three division yeah, winners. Yeah, they, and... wanted,
3: they wanted a 16-team playoff,
2: the owners Yeah, did. that didn't happen. So, okay. I mean, I agree with you for the most part. I think <laughs> – I think it's going to come – I don't know if I like the Angels or the A's yet. It's going to be real tight there for me. Yeah. Um. And then Cleveland's going to hang around because they're Cleveland and they have that pitching staff. Um. Huge fan of Mike Clevenger. Huge fan of uh, Bieber. Huge fan of uh, – I'm missing the um... – Carrasco? No, there's another one.
3: No, he has the cancer.
2: <laughs> Jesus. Well,
3: it's It's true. <laughs> I don't know who
2: I'm thinking of, but – I, I think the I think the Indians will hang around. I don't think they have enough staying power to play with those teams. Um, but yeah, okay. So let's get your uh, your award winners then. Cy Young, um, MVPs, Rookie of the Year. Man, these
1: are tough questions. I, I yeah. should have uh, uh, prepared more. Ah, um, you got this. Give me NL Christian Yelich.
0: MVP. That's
2: where the Brewers loves come from. Um,
0: well, he's one of my favorites, there's no doubt. Uh, <laughs> I love him too, Woody. That's the only reason y'all won the division last year.
1: Cy Young give me Walker Bueller. Dodgers. Yep. Um, you might not like that one, Woody.
2: Uh, you know. Uh,
1: AL MVP. I don't. I'm trying to think if I should be creative here or just go with the best. Why would you get
2: creative? (laughs) I mean, Um, you can give a Mike Trout and then a non-Mike Trout pick if you want.
1: Well, yeah, Trout definitely. Um, Cy Young.
2: Huh.
1: That's a tough one. How about? I mean, you can't go wrong with a couple. I, I like Clevenger. Um, I don't think he's a Cy Young guy, uh, but how about Verlander?
2: So no, Garrett Cole, huh? I don't think he's no. Yeah,
1: you, know, you know, it's it, it's going to be his first year in a in a hitter friendly ballpark, Yankee Stadium. There might be some growing pains there, some getting comfortable. Plus, it's a different market. You know, not everyone thrives in New York City. Tough yep. fans. Yeah. And um I don't think he'll, I don't think Garrett Cole will win it this year.
0: I, sure. I just think the expectations are gonna be so high that it might put a shadow on how how you look at how his season goes, you know? So if he has a season that could be on the fringe of a, a Cy Young type season. Yeah. And so forth, I think it might not get as much attention as it should because the expectations are so high. And at the same time, like we were talking earlier, they got the Braves. Um, they got they got the Phillies. They've got the Nats. Um, I mean, you can say what you want about the Red Sox, but they still got some guys that can hit the ball. You're gonna be right. playing, you're gonna be playing in two parks that are three. Isn't Camden Yards kind of hitter friendly too? Yep. Yep. You can be playing in three parks that are very hitter friendly, and then three teams that can smash the ball. There's – I mean, he's going to regress. I don't know how much, but – and then you look at Verlander's going to be playing however many games against the Rangers' awful lineup. Um, The Angels suck outside of Mike Trout. Um, They do not. (laughs) Uh, No, the Angels Anthony
2: Rendon, Shohei Ohtani, Justin Upton.
3: Can they pitch? But can they pitch?
0: I forgot about Rendon. Oh, wait, he's talking about Verlander facing the Angels. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Right. But anyways. yeah. Oh, oh, and okay, right. so then you got the Rockies, the Giants. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. I love pitching at Coors Field.
0: Uh, I don't know that – you don't necessarily play at
2: – Yeah, it's one at, one away.
0: Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah.
2: That's fine.
1: Verlander can handle the altitude.
2: I'm dealing with uh, a whole. A fly a ball. It's, a fly ball. it's a
3: flyball. ball pitcher in Coors. I think that might be the series you you push him around. You know, like it's only two games there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you work it around to where he doesn't pitch there. I like
0: okay, it. I went with the wrong guy, but there's a lot of people that are going to have a way easier setup than Cole, even though Cole's the best pitcher.
2: So that's what I was year. getting at. What do you got?
1: Shit. There's no, there's, I don't. I don't know. It's. It, it's too hard to tell. Who are some? Yeah. Who are some? Who are some? How about you? Uh, is Evo Jimenez still a rookie or? Nah, no. he played last year. I
2: think Luis Roberts got to be the favorite in the AL. in the AL. Yeah, for the White Sox. Um, yeah. I think Gavin Lux, even though he just got optioned, actually, to the he alternate did. training site, I think he's still going to play a huge part. I think he's got to be one of the favorites. The trick is, is who's going to get the ABs this year as a rookie? You know,
0: what are, what's the new numbers be, gonna be?
2: I could so the trick this year is if a player has not played in an MLB game, all they have to do is sit out six games. All they have to do is not be on the on the MLB roster for six games, and they don't burn a year of of uh, control. So the Cardinals have a guy like Dylan Carlson who's a top. 15 prospect in baseball expected to join the club soon after the first six games. They're just not going to let them burn a year of control for six games. I think, I think the rookie of the years really just depend on who gets the AB, who gets the
0: ABs. Okay. So slow it down again. You said if they play in less than, if they, what was the six again?
2: If they don't play the first six games of the year, the team gets an extra year of control.
0: Six out of sixty.
2: Yeah, that's the that's the proration. So. Oh okay. Um. So yeah, I, I think it just depends on on who gets to play. Honestly, the White Sox have a couple interesting rookies. They have Luis Robert. They have Nick Madrigal. Guys like that. We'll see. Did you see that? Um,
1: how about Carlson?
2: I, I like Dylan Carlson a lot. I we'll see if he gets enough regular playing time. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that's going to depend on who how they play in front of him as well. Cardinals got a couple interesting prospects in front of them that have seniority. We'll see if they produce or not. Um. Uh,
1: for AL, give me a Jesus Lazardo from the A's. Yeah,
2: I uh, like that pick a I lot. I like
1: watching him. I like watching him pitch. Uh, he got hurt a little bit last year. He had an arm thing, but I think he's gonna be in the rotation. So yep. I take him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, NL is tough. Probably Carlson. I think they'll yeah. get at bats. I, I like he's a five-tool guy.
2: Yeah. He. The Astros fans will like this. A lot of people have compared him to Lance Berkman. He's a switch-hitting outfielder, um, really toolsy guy. Talking you know about talk. the Cardinals guy. Yeah, Dylan Carlson. Why
0: would I like that you got a guy like Lance Berkman then just fuck me in the ass twice? Do it because. once with Lance Berkman and then do it again with his fucking clone? I'm sorry Lance fuck Berkman you. had
2: to come to St. Louis to win a title.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. I don't care. We won in 2017. You can't talk shit until you're the most recent winner out of our friend group.
2: Ouch. The Astros win one World Series and get Man, a And I Shove head.
0: it down your throat. The Astros
2: cheat their way to a World Series.
0: We beat the cheaters on the way there, so I don't really care. Fuck. The-
2: Anyways,
0: um, uh, hey, did y'all see Roberto Osuna's fat? No. No.
2: <laughs> but I thought he had coronavirus.
0: No. Well, maybe, but I mean, that's why he's not gonna be available till however. Who knows how long? Is because he's like. Get- I mean, sitting on your ass for two weeks does not make. Here, I just had the picture. The the difference of him from last year and this year.
2: Well, the Cardinals' inter squad game is currently in a rain delay, so.
0: That's him now.
2: <laughs> Damn. Hey, I, I
1: mean, his arm his still looks fresh. <laughs>
3: Bartolo Colon made a career looking like he. Served sandwiches on the side of the street. I mean, I don't
2: know what the Bartolo Cologne used to not be fat, believe it or not. He just gave this up. is
0: what he used to look like. Bartolo hey.
3: Cologne wasn't ever thin, though. Bartolo Cologne was always a thick ass boy, but
2: he was never fat. He was anyway fat at the end. All right, Heath, yes, sir, give me a couple players that you think are going to surprise people this year. These could be comeback players. These could be guys that nobody's thinking about. Give me somebody you're excited about. Hmm. For any reason, just somebody you're excited to watch this year. Let's see. I want to see
1: how Mookie Betts plays in L.A. Is
0: he a
2: contract uh, year? Man. Yep. Yep. No. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> That'll yeah, be, so, you know.
1: Yeah, I think it will be, you know. And that, the the Dodgers are a team who they needed a right-handed bat. I thought they have a lot of lefties in their lineup. And so Bets, I don't know, where do you think he'll hit? it? Lead off or fourth? One of the two, probably.
2: Yeah, I see him I I could see them trying to sandwich some lefties and hitting him second. Yeah. I could see them going something like Jock Peterson, Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It depends on if you want to sandwich in between Peterson and Bellinger or Bellinger and Muncie, right? I mean, yep. pick your poison at that point.
1: And I, I want to see Lance McCullers come back this year. Off
0: he of looked really good yesterday. He really did.
1: He had all of his pitches working. He looks like he throws just as hard as he used to, and I think he could be a. You
0: know he's probably gonna be the the best number three starter in baseball. He's actually
2: the number two. Really? Well, he's well, not he's, the number two. He he's They're got the number two spot second because. He's number three. Yes.
0: Right, he's number three in talent, number two in the starting rotation.
2: That's just because of the fucked up season.
0: Well, no, well, kind of. Nobody. Dusty Baker was kind of a little salty with Grinky for showing up so late and.
2: Well, Dusty Baker. Can fuck off. I'm not I'm saying sorry. that
0: it's right. I'm just letting you know. It's Dusty not because Baker's, of one thing. It's because Dusty Baker
2: pulled some shit. Dusty Baker's being that old son of a bitch that, well, in my day when we played, we showed up on time or we didn't play. Yeah. So I I really don't like Dusty Baker. He coached for way too many NL Central teams.
0: Reds, Cubs. He never made it to the Brewers. Yep.
2: He never made it to the Brewers or Pirates, but he was damn close. So, the,
3: the story that I'm interested in is how the Angels use Otani. So, you know, if they're, they're going to start a
2: six-man rotation.
3: Right, he's going to start once a week, apparently, and they're not going to play him in the field the day before or after he starts. Well, how much yep. does that change when they get close to the end and they're, and they're right there for a wild card? It'll how change. much do they start – you know, he, he's obviously going to be the best hitting option they have at the DH or, or, I, I mean, so do they start playing him more? Do they move him to every five days pitching instead of once a week and just how they use him and how he performs as a two-way MLB player.
2: So coming off of Tommy John, I don't think they, they change from the once a week pitching schedule. Yeah. Uh, but but my- I could see him hitting maybe four days a week down the stretch instead of three days a week.
0: I have a question. Does taking three at-bats one day affect that much?
2: I mean, they're protecting – He's not
0: playing in the field. He's not – They're
2: just protecting their franchise player.
0: Okay. I I I understand why they're doing it, but I just seem – I've always felt that the way they handled it was a little bit like – no, you, you have just, They also
3: haven't been competitive until now. You know, like maybe it'll change if they're comp- like
0: right there in yeah, it this year slash true.
3: make the postseason. But before so,
0: now, they had no
2: reason to push them.
0: Go big or go home at some point. So still I, not You there can't yet. just pussyfoot it for the rest of your career.
2: I mentioned yeah. – oh, hi, Cheddar. Uh, I mentioned a, uh, a non-trout MVP. I think it could be an Angels MVP race. Say Otani puts up a three one five ERA with a 3-10 average and 15 home runs. I,
0: You know what's going to happen there is somebody not named an angel wins it. That's the worst thing that could happen there is one, one of them both having – two of them both having MVP seasons, especially when you have sports riders. I mean,
2: it's no are, different than Verlander and Cole last year with the Cy Young.
0: Well, who else were you gonna put up there?
2: That's my point. I think it could be an Angels.
0: You thinking MVP only, race? You're thinking only two players, and they're on the Angels are gonna pl- play MVP caliber ball.
2: I'm not saying MVP caliber. I'm saying they're gonna separate themselves. And Shohei Ohtani will be such an interesting case because you have to you have to weigh both all of his contribution.
0: I just and Shohei
2: think- Ohtani does what he's supposed to do. He's gonna lead the league in WAR. He'll still only be batting – he'll still only be batting. That's what I
3: was going to say. Five five of the seven game days a week, you know.
2: Yeah, but he's going to be pitching one of them.
3: I get that. No, he – well, no, he'll be batting – I'm sorry, he'll be batting four Four. of the seven days and pitching one of the
0: threes not. So. How many days off do they have a week with this little (laughs) deal?
2: There's there's several weeks where they don't. Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, but I'm with you, though. Why can't Otani – get four at bats the next day after he pitches
0: right? I, I would' mean, un- I understand the one after he pitches give his give a, everything. His, arm, his arm's gonna be a little sore or something I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know enough about baseball to say
1: I mean you know that is 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 he's gonna he be recovers. on
2: a pitch count right yeah
1: okay so he throws 70 pitches and he can't get four four a Bs the next game maybe they want to use him as a pinch hitter
3: I, I, I think if they make the postseason, I think you'll see him – if he's not pitching, he's batting. I hope so. I, I, I think if they're in the postseason, you got to. But Man. So, here's my question. Let's say you're the Angels and Osh, uh, Otani starts the game. He reaches the seventh. He's at his pitch count. You're going to pull him. But he's up to bat. Do you pinch hit for him? I mean, or do you, do you let him – I guess you could let him hit, right, and take yeah. – and lose your DH? Do you do that? Or do you let the DH keep hitting, who's probably going to be Pujols, I'm guessing, on those days?
2: Well, so if he's pitching, they're not going to hit him. They that's never have. The,
3: they never have. It'd be nice to see a team burn a DH because you never, you almost never see it. They, they
0: universal, right?
2: Universal right. DH this year.
0: Who's the Cardinals' DH?
2: It'll be rotating, but it'll probably be mostly Matt Carpenter with Tommy Edman playing third. Unless Carlson forces uh, Fowler to DH, or hopefully they cut Fowler's sorry ass. <laughs> He's over the hill. I I really don't like uh, Dexter Fowler. We are paying way too much for a 240 hitter with limited pop, with limited range, with limited speed. Ugh, God, it, that is a brutal signing.
1: Yep. I agree.
2: Brutal signing.
0: I talked about this the other day, and they kind of just shit on me. Do you think there's a team that is expected to win their division that may, well, either miss the playoffs or have to sneak their way in at a wild card? Obviously, the NL Central, you could say any of those teams. But outside of that, I don't know. The
2: the NL East is still up for grabs.
1: Yeah, like who would you say is expected to win in the East? Nationals?
2: Oh, Nationals right, or I Braves, know. I mean that's tight. I think yeah. he's talking like expected winners. So like the expected okay. winners would be Dodgers, Man. Astros, Twins, Yankees. I think the only one has to be the twins, right? Twins,
1: yeah. But okay, but the problem is their division isn't very good, in my it's opinion.
2: Bad. I, I think the White Sox How could about- make some make some noise.
0: Yeah, well, I think he, the Yankees could wind up in the wild card spot. They're so
2: good, man. They are,
0: but I
2: think <laughs> and they're healthy the now.
3: Rays. So, so that you're saying that's because the break because the Rays are going to be good enough to take it from them. I'm guessing that's what he's saying.
1: Well, you got to think that the, all the teams in the Yankees division are still going to have to play a tough schedule too. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, and. I, I think I think the White Sox could be a team that surprises some people.
1: I, I agree. I would take them uh, to win, if not the Twins.
2: Yeah.
3: I, I, I was going to ask about y'all's views on the White Sox because they added a lot. They added a lot in the offseason.
2: The Grandal they a signing. Lot of money. They have Encarnacion there now. They have they Dallas Keuchel there. Yeah. And they have the infusion of talent with Luis Robert, Nick Madrigal, including the guys that have already been there in Eloy Jimenez – and Moncada. Yohan Mankata, who may be a Dark dark Horse MVP candidate this year, Tim, I think. Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson was a monster, won the batting title last year. They have Mazzara
1: in the outfield, They, I added,
3: think. they added Geo. I mean, it's not a huge signing, but that's Yogan, more than oh, – I mean, hey, if he's your fourth you starter – You put him at the four or five spot, and, I mean, that's not a bad option.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, and I, and one of the best pitchers I think will be uh, Lucas Giolito too. I, yep. I like
2: him. Yep, Lucas so, Giolito. So yeah, I,
1: I think the White Sox could easily get second in that division. I expect them to, and who knows, in a sixty game, maybe they even overtake the Twins.
0: Right, which is why I kind of looked at. Um, why I came up with that question because I was thinking about it at the 60 game mark last year. I don't know that the Astros were leading but, their division,
3: but this is different because this is 60 games balls to the wall. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's all you have. Not one hundred sixty. Yeah, but just, 60 because, on the way
0: to just because you have 60 games balls to the wall, doesn't mean that you're going to be able to turn it on like that. It's not,
2: it
3: doesn't
0: a, n- No, well, I, but you're, but
3: teams, teams sandbag, not quite sandbag, but kind of sandbag out of the gate.
2: Right. You can nitpick any sixty-game stretch of any season and say, "Well, if it was these sixty games, this would have happened."
0: I'm just saying, I, baseball being a streak as streaky as it is, don't be surprised if something happens.
3: That's fine. Go to Vegas and put a bet on the Yankees not to for the Yankees not to make the playoffs. Go ahead and do it,
2: but that's not I think I'll you're say. wasting your money. <laughs> you you are. The Yankees are making the playoffs. I got news. I.
0: That was just a team. I was one of them.
2: This, I mean, they actually have Judge and Stanton healthy this year. Jordan Montgomery looked like a Cy Young candidate in his, uh, in his uh, uh, scrimmage game or whatever. The Yankees are going to the playoffs. I'm sorry. That bullpen is ridiculous. You want to talk about a team that's, Tailor made for a sixty-game schedule. It's the Yankees with that bullpen. Araldis Chapman. It has COVID nineteen right now, but he's going to be back.
3: And are Andy they getting? The are they
2: getting Domingo
3: Herman back? Is he good? Good to go, or what's the deal with him?
0: I don't think so. I think I read. something.
2: Uh, no, there. Domingo wow. Herman is suspended for. Um, he is suspended, and. His 80 game suspension will not be done yet. <laughs> the Yankees are pretty stacked there. Um, when you have Otto Vino, uh, Britton, and Chapman to close out games, it makes games pretty didn't short. Otto,
0: I, I know it was just a, a small sample size, but didn't he get rocked in the playoffs? No. Otto Vino.
2: Yeah, 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 I think he couldn't throw a strike. I don't care about playoff stats.
0: but just, so, okay, so, okay, so I Dickhead, have a question. I was just asking a question. Asking for... a question.
2: This is a question for
3: for Woody and Heath. I don't know how much, you know, it's more of a just an opinionated thing, but I feel like normally MLB seasons start and pitching somewhat dominates to start the year. Uh, Will we see that effect, you know, in a short season where there's only playing 60 games? Will will pitching come out and dominate the first almost third of the season? Uh, I think so. I
1: mean, you got to look at, You got to look at the expedited nature of these guys, the hitters getting back. I mean, usually you have a whole month to get ready, seeing big league pitching. Now they have, you know, how long have they been playing games? Like a week or two, maybe. Um, So I I think definitely the pitchers will have the advantage at the beginning. Um, And a lot of hitters, it usually takes them a little, maybe it takes them a month before they're fully comfortable. Um, So I think definitely the pitchers will have the advantage. Uh, What do you think, Woody?
2: For me, I, I I see it two ways. I see it just like you said, where, look, pitchers, they don't take near as much time to get acclimated to the speed of the game like, like hitters do. But I'm also hearing all of these reports about piggyback starts and pitchers not being ramped up to where they can go eight, nine innings. Yeah. And I think that's going to put a lot of stress on bullpen arms that aren't proven, like I said. There's not a team in the league that's confident with a guy, with throwing a guy in the fifth inning, right? But I think a lot of these guys aren't going to be – a lot of these starters, the elite starters, aren't going to be ramped up to the point where they can throw 120 pitches and dominate a game. So I think, yes, the starter – the elite pitchers are going to dominate like we've seen in the past in early parts of the season, but you also might see – that made up for with the fringe bullpen guys that they're throwing out there in the fifth yep. and sixth inning, right? Definitely. Because there's got to be a bridge. There's got to be a bridge there, and so, there's going to be a lot of experimenting this year, and experiments go wrong sometimes. So, so hey. 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 Might be their closest.
3: And I feel like they haven't been using stripling as much well, or as well
2: as they could be. There was a uh, hashtag free stripling movement going on really? last year on Twitter. Yeah. Nice. yeah like, I,
3: like I feel like he, he has a lot more potential than
2: well, they were giving him. The one half season he got the chance to start regularly. He made the all-star team. Yep. That's the only time he's been able to start. He made the fucking all-star team. Well, and –
3: and, and as a guy that had him on his fantasy team last year, when he started last year, he was – you know, the spot starts he had, he was really good. He's he's incredible. I he's, mean, been, he's been great, and then they just keep pushing to him think,
2: back. And to think – I mean, the Dodgers almost traded. They, they agreed to trade Stripling and Peterson to the Angels in the offseason. Yep. And the deal didn't go through. And I – I, I struggle to see why they ever decided to make that deal in the first place. But – Hey, don't, it don't, don't
1: forget that uh, Stripling wrote a foreword to a great book. He did. Uh, yeah. What was that off-season. book's name again? Uh, it's All It Takes Is Everything You've Got.
2: Yeah. 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 You, That's you cool.
3: Heathclary dot com, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. How'd you get a strip to do that?
1: Well, I had talked. I had talked to him a few times before, um, so I was. I you know, I wanted to interview him for the book, obviously, too, to get some quotes for a couple of chapters, and then. After the interview, I just kind of asked him if he would do it, and he said yes.
2: Hell, yeah, man. That's badass. Yep. Yeah and, that's did, awesome. yeah, and he did a great
1: job, too. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. It was awesome.
1: Hopefully, he does good again this year. And also, I like Tyler Naquin uh, for the Indians.
2: Yeah? We'll see if he can get regular playing time and stay he healthy. Just can't, he can't stay healthy, but. Yeah. I mean, the, that outfield is wide open. So. Yep. Um, outside of Oscar Mercado and center, I, that that outfield's wide open. So,
3: man, watching watching Naquin back in the day, you know, sitting in right field just throwing cannons was was always fun. Yeah, and and Olson Olsonfield just throwing just piss missiles from right field. So, a little a little story when we went to I guess it was the Super Regional that year that uh, Super Regional game that year, maybe it was the Regional games. Um, anyway, his last year at A and M. We went, and um, a buddy of mine that went to my high school and family friend, he was a scout for the Angels uh, at the time. And he was there scouting, uh, you know, multiple players for for a but mainly Naquin because they were looking at at drafting him. So we sat and talked to him about him, and, you know, we asked, you know, what they liked about Naquin. And the first thing that came up was just the cannon he had out of right field was the immediate first thing that came up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he's played well when he's gotten the chance. Um, we'll, we'll see if he can stay healthy. We'll see if he can lock down a spot. We'll see. Um, it's wide open for him. So, I think he's healthy now, I think. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Um, anything else baseball-wise we want to talk about? I don't
1: think so. I got to go, fellas. All <laughs> right. That's real all right. quick,
2: real quick. Give me your very quick thoughts on Aggie football.
1: Uh, easy schedule, but I, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a believer that they're going to be like undefeated or anything. Yeah, uh, I see them losing. I see them losing three games.
2: Okay, I feel like there's What's a that?
1: pessimistic view with this schedule.
2: Auburn, Bama, LSU. LSU? Yeah.
0: Hey Heath, go ahead and uh, plug your Twitter and, and your book one more time, and we'll, we'll appreciate you joining us. We'll get this out in time for uh, opening day on Thursday, and uh, hopefully have you back on sometime. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks,
1: thanks for letting me come on. Hey Woody, thanks for extending the invite. Yeah, uh, it's it's been real. Yeah, it's heathclary.com dot uh, com for y'all to anybody who wants to learn more about the book and you can get your copy there. So, you know. Hopefully, y'all will have me back on again. In the Absolutely, thick of, man. Any time, in, in the thick of MLB season or <laughs> or college football.
0: Yeah, yeah. As soon as uh, as soon as we get further into the baseball season and realize that the Brewers are gonna win the division, we'll, we'll have <laughs> you back on. as yeah, soon as they get a lead, two games into yeah, yeah. season, <laughs> and they have a one-game lead, you're coming on. <laughs> So, all right, man. We'll take it easy. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks for yeah. coming, man. Appreciate hey, it.
1: Thanks. Y'all, y'all have a good one. All yeah, right.
2: you too, buddy. All right. I know.
3: Glenn, honey, I have a question for you. What do you do for a living?
2: <laughs> hey, I have a question for you, too. Why are you still here? Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end.